Welcome to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio, brought to you by Visit Anderson, South Carolina, home of beautiful Lake Hartwell. The Rapala family of fishing products, including VMC hooks and 13 fishing rods, reels, and more, and the Bass Angler Sportsman Society. Now, here's your host, lifetime BASS member, Tom Abraham. This week's episode of Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. I am Tom Abraham, your guide for the next hour as we feature the Bassmaster Elite Series and those looking to get into that exclusive group through the St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series and the up-and-comers on the Strike King Bassmaster College Series and the tens of thousands of Bass Nation anglers around the country competing on the local level all with a chance to advance to the big leagues of professional fishing. Now, the Bass Nation operates youth, high school, and college programs, including a junior Bassmaster Championship, high school national championship, college national championship, and the college bracket event, leading to a Bassmaster Classic birth. The Bass Nation is at the grassroots of who we are. And for more information about how to become a member or to start a Bass Nation club, visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Nation tab. You can also listen to all the shows at Bassmaster.com com forward slash radio or just hit the anglers tab at bassmaster.com and click on bassmaster radio our first cast segment of the show is brought to you by 13 fishing and we have a great deal for you right now the gerald swindle design meta series rods and inception g2 reels are available at 13fishing.com along with all their other great products and for a limited time you can get 20 percent off your entire order by using the discount code bass radio 20 that's bass radio 20 only at 13fishing.com now i fish these rods and reels myself and could not be happier get 20 percent off with the code bass radio 20 We've got Scott Martin in the Rapala Winter Circle today. Martin went off on his home waters last week for a runaway win at Lake Okeechobee. His 90-pound, 6-ounce total was good for a nearly 22-pound win over young Tucker Smith, who had over 68 pounds himself. To put this in perspective, Martin's three-day total in the Open would have won last year's four-day elite event by four pounds. Martin is qualified for the 2025 Bassmaster Classic before the elite season even begins, and he'll come up a little bit later on in the show and by the way that classic out of fort worth back at ray roberts lake it was announced earlier this week now the elite series opener is just around the corner with the gamagatsu Bassmaster elite on toledo bend in louisiana and logan latuso is set to begin his second season on the elites and he's had great success over the years at the bend and its sister lake sam rayburn so we will get a preview from him and and then in our Omnia Lake preview, uh, that features Dave Mercer, who is coming up here in just a moment. You know, Omnia Fishing's pro membership allows anglers to see current conditions and info on thousands of lakes throughout through the pro map layers, plus receive shopping perks like free shipping and 10% off on tackle purchases every day. Just go to omniafishing.com forward slash B-A-S-S to save 20%. That's omniafishing.com forward slash bass to save 20%. Dave Mercer joins us. Now he's on the VMC hook with us. Dave, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm great. I'm wonderful. It's the the greatest time of the year. I mean, the Super Bowl finished. The mighty Kansas City Chiefs once again won it. And uh, that means it's time for me to go back to work. So uh, excited about the Elite Series season. And uh, seems like Groundhog Day, just like last year, Tom. Yes, it does. That was I, I noticed it was the last time I had talked to you, so I thought that, well, you know, I reached out to Mercer last year after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl so we could do that again. Of course, you know, we like to call that the Super Bowl. That's the Bassmaster Classic of football, I think is what <laughs> – <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is what we call it, the Bassmaster Classic of football. Um, you know, later on, we got Scott Martin coming up, and, of course, he got that win at Okeechobee uh, two weekends ago now, and uh, a, a stunning victory it was. When you saw that winning weight, 90 pounds for a three-day deal, that, that that was pretty impressive on a lake that a lot of people, you know, it's struggling that lake right now. I mean, I, I was stunned at the lack of grass there, and uh, I'm worried about that lake. And I know Scott is as well, and they've started an organization to try and uh, to help with it. But uh, my goodness, 90 pounds in a three-day deal was spectacular. Unbelievable. And you're right. The lake is going through a lot of stuff. I mean, it's got more water than the lake can hold, basically. And I'm sure you and Scott will talk about it, but a natural lake can only hold how much water it's naturally meant to hold. You know, it's not a man-made lake like a lot of the bodies of water we fish, but Scott definitely figured out that body of water. Um, 
I mean, there was a little while where I was like, man, if he if he makes one or two more calls here, this dude could crack a hundred pounds yeah. on a three day tournament, which is unheard of. But that's also kind of what we saw last year in the Elite Series. Obviously, the weights weren't the same, but but when Okeechobee struggles a little bit like that, it doesn't have the massive fields of grass like it has in the past. When you do find them, you can get right in a hurry, and you can you know they it, it almost condenses the fish. And it clearly condensed them right in front of Scott Martin because you talked to guys who were competing in that tournament. And, and the big story was, how was he doing this while looking at it? Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't in a secret spot. You know, he wasn't in some far off area. He was watching a lot of the competitors while he was competing, but he just flat out beat them. Um, there were 30, there were 85 boats in there on Thursday because we were fishing in the same spot. Joey and Nina and I were in that same exact spot where uh, Scott was. But the difference was everybody else was moving around quickly in their little area, um, which was about the size of three boat lengths, and throwing you know a wacky rig. And Scott was just sitting there soaking it. You know, just soaking that bandito bug and and just kind of almost sight fishing, you know, with his electronics and and it was just a different thing than everybody else was doing. And everybody else was picking up two pounders. You know, it was eleven pound. Everybody had an eleven pound bag that fished up there, except for Scott. He'd have thirty four because he would be, you know, he was catching those toads. So I thought that was an interesting thing that he showed such great patience to wait on the nine pounder to come rolling in. I mean, he'd have seven bites and five of them would weigh thirty four pounds. I think it was patience, but it was also technology. I mean, what he's doing, I think and this was a first glimpse for a lot of people. The first time I heard about this was actually from Australia. Carl Jacobson and the guys going to fish for Barramundi. But perspective mode is such a huge part of forward-facing sonar, and that's something we hear about over and over again. But perspective mode is allowed anglers to use it in such a shallow area. So while I think he was very patient, it's a lot easier to be patient when you see those fish moving. And I think, I think you're going to see what Scott did repeat in a bunch of different tournaments this year, because just when everybody thinks forward facing sonar technology is, is right to the point where we've seen it all, they're taking it to an even bigger level. And that perspective mode is a major player. And we think about Brandon Lester a couple of years ago when he won, uh, you know, an open before the elite season even started, he ended up second in the uh, angler of the year standings. And and he talked about how, you know, fishing free, you wonder about that with Martin now, knowing that he's in that elusive Bassmaster classic in 2025 at Lake Ray Roberts, he now, you know, can fish wide open uh, for this season. And you wonder whether or not he might be a little bit of an issue uh, for some of these guys. I think that is 100% the case. I mean, because you got to remember it is double most, the whole reason he's fishing here. I mean, he has made no bones about it. Unfinished family business. His dad, Roland Martin, the legendary Mr. Roland Martin has won everything there is to win in fishing nine angler of the year titles. But the one thing that eluded him, is the Bassmaster Classic title. Scott has said it is his dream to literally win that title and hand it to his dad on stage. So that's motivation. But on top of that, you got to remember, Scott Martin was the first angler out of the yeah. Classic this year. So he's kind of recovering. I heard him say on the live coverage, he actually said, hey, if I win this, can I trade this in and actually go to this year's Classic rather than <laughs> wait till 2025? But yeah, I think you're going to see a much freer um a much more efficient and a much more deadly Scott Martin on the elites in 2024. Yeah. First guy out in 2023, first guy in uh, for the 2024 season into the 2025 classic for sure. Dave Mercer with us here. Dave, I got to tell you, man, your podcast, you got to tell people where they can find it. And I'm sure it's at everywhere where you find podcasts, but your podcast over the off season, it's just so fascinating. The show you did with the Johnstons was hilarious. And the one I thought was going to be hilarious was the one you did with my boy, Gerald Swindle and and that one was so serious I mean it's Swindle just kind of sharing all this wisdom and so on there were a few Swindle moments in there but there was a lot of uh perspective in there that I thought was really really fascinating stuff but those podcasts are outstanding well thank you very much first of all and and you can't get it anywhere where you watch podcasts it's Mercer the awkwardly honest fishing podcast um And we're also on YouTube every single week. It comes out every Wednesday at 6 p.m. But I'll tell you why they're so different is just simply because I don't ever go in. I'm not near as professional as you, Tom. I mean, you go into (laughs) these things and you have a direction. 
I literally just set it up, you know, with the swindle one. I'm like, can we do one on whatever date we shot it on? And we start talking, and I don't have a direction. And the anglers, they're kind of in control of it. You know, some of them, and I, and I felt the same way. I thought, you know, this swindle one's going to be pure hilarity. But he obviously had some deeper stuff he wanted to talk about. And it also was one of the most moving, real interviews, conversations I've ever had with him. So I really enjoyed it. But but you're right. I mean, they are all very different. I don't put a direction on them. Uh, the Johnston brothers, you know, they talked about getting banned from hockey, <laughs> lifetime bans. Not just one. You think of one lifetime ban, that's all you can get, right? No. He wrote a really nice letter. They let him back in the league. And in his first game, he got banned another lifetime. So he's double lifetime ban. I mean, it sounds like something straight out of the script of happy Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fantastic stuff. Look, it's not about being more professional. It's the, it's the genre really. I mean, what you're allowed to do in a podcast and what you can do is exactly what you do. It's a conversation. You let it breathe. And what we have to do in, in, you know, if you're doing a radio show like this, a national radio show, we've got to hit our marks, which means we're done already because that's it. I got 11 minutes and 20 seconds to get you in in that first segment and I got to get my topics in and boom, we get out of here. So, you know, David, as always, man, I appreciate it. It's always great to talk to you. I will see you in Tulsa. Looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing you on the stage next week as things get started on the Elite Series. Always great to chat, even if it is just 11 minutes and 23 seconds, Tom. It's exactly right. 11 minutes and 23 <laughs> seconds of excellence with Dave Mercer. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we're going to break in here. When we come back, Logan Latuso, he's up next right here on Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series Pro, Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. There's so much to do, see, and experience in Anderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell, boating, fishing, hike and bike the nearby trails, experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's visitanderson.com. Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action. The DT series, the Brat Square Bells, and the Shad Wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinner baits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com and start catching more fish. Welcome to Minnow King. How can I help you? Everything looks good. I'm friggin' starving, man. Been spawning all morning. Ugh, TMI, bro. What do you want? I'll take a Crush City Freeloader and Gizzard Shad. Anything to drink? Water. Pull ahead, please. Welcome to Minnow King. We're gonna have what he's had. Yeah, throw me in a Ned BLT, too. Pull ahead, please. Calm down. Quit feeding so much. I mean, I'm trying to, man. If you overfeed him, he's going to hide under a log. Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Gerald Swindle, had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. And right now we have a tremendous deal for you. The new Meta Series Rods and Inception G2 reels are available at 13fishing.com and for a limited time you can get 20% off your entire order by using the discount code BASSRADIO20. That's BASSRADIO20 only at 13fishing.com. 
Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. Yeah, welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And now time to take a look at a little scouting report, our last scouting report. We've talked to a bunch of the Texas guys about Toledo Bend over the uh, last uh, few weeks. We really haven't talked to any of the Louisiana guys other than, I guess, Greg Hackney a little bit about the Bend. But Logan Latuso, um, it was a rookie last year on the uh, on the Elite Series. Ended up finishing eighth in a rookie year standings. Uh, but he has had great success on not only uh, Toledo Bend, but Sam Rayburn, the Twin Lake over there. And in fact, in 2019, in an open, he finished third over there at Toledo Bend. He's from Gonzales, Louisiana, which is down south of uh, Baton Rouge. Um, but, uh, but it seems to be water that he knows pretty well. And he joins us now on the VMC Hook. Logan, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you, Tom? I am fantastic. Um, so the bend is on the, it's on the, you know, it's on the border there between Louisiana and Texas. Do you guys consider it a Louisiana lake or do you consider it? I know this tournament's going to go out of Maine, but do you, do you consider it a Louisiana lake or do you consider it a Texas lake? I guess being from Louisiana, we consider it a uh, Louisiana <laughs> lake. You know, it's our biggest reservoir. It is your biggest reservoir. And I think by, by as I look at it and I look at the uh, the state line where it runs there, it does seem like maybe there's a little bit more of the water, the the, the the square acreage does seem to be a little bit more on the Louisiana side than on the uh, Texas side. So I guess you guys can go ahead and claim that lake. Yeah, we'll claim it. Texas got enough of them. We can have one. <laughs> And, and and all of the really all of the tributaries and you know major rivers and so on that dump into it seem to be coming out of the Louisiana side. Um, talk to us a little bit. Give us a little scouting report on how you like to fish it. Is it uh, you know is this something where you get off the main lake or do you 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 find stuff out there on the main lake? Toledo's so big they got fish all over the main lake um, and in the creeks. I've always kind of looked at it as each creek arm is its own lake. You know, mm. there's a 30-pound bag in every creek of the entire lake. It's just so big, you know, you really can't scout six mile and then go all the way up and scout Huxley in the same day. It's just, you know, way too big. Um, but how I like to do it, I just kind of like pick a zone I like and I just stay in that zone, you know. I feel like you can win a tournament in any creek in there. Um, I think with the week we have it, we're going to have a hard warming trend. The water's up. I think it could be a good week, you know. Um, forward face of sonar is a part of the game now. Some guys will still be catching them on the main lake, but I think a lot of fish will be moving in, and it should be a good tournament. Yeah, talk about that a little bit in terms of why, well, and I guess that's the concept of taking a big body of water and making it a small body of water, right? I mean, if you can, as long as you feel like you're confident in some of those different creek arms and, and so on, and, and maybe two or three of them that are, that are next to each other, um, it doesn't have that in your head where you're constantly thinking I'm in the wrong section of the lake. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I try to just focus on like mid, mid area of the lake, you know, I'm more comfortable in, it's kind of a lot to do with like running around, you know, mm-hmm. some guys are more comfortable down South. Some guys are more comfortable way up North, you know, but I think as big as Toledo is, you really just need to pick a section that fits your style of fishing and you know dissect it and try to learn as much about that section as you can whether like a small lake you get to you could run around and look at the whole lake in a day and see what it has to offer you well Toledo you can't do that you know as big as it is and then if the wind blows it's real hard to get around so you know it's a you gotta you gotta put a lot of thought into it before you get there and just start riding around you know trying to cover it all Will you stay on the Louisiana side? You want to win it with Louisiana fish, right? I mean, you don't want to be catching them Texas fish. You want to catch them those Louisiana fish on the on the east side of the lake? I'll catch whatever <laughs> one's bite. <laughs> they can swim over, and that'll be fine. You know, it's interesting, too, because you, you came off of uh, the Open, the uh, St. Croix Bassmaster Open at Okeechobee. I fished that event uh, as well as a co-angler. Of course, we had Scott Martin on coming up uh, after you. Uh, Scott will come on and describe his victory there. But that's a lake that's, you know, 450,000 acres, and it fished like a small pond, particularly Herney Pond. But, I mean, it was a, uh, you know, it fished really, really small. This is a big lake at Toledo Bend that'll fish big, don't you think? I mean, this is not like everybody's going to be piled up. You you may have sections where you can go hours and hours and not see another boat. 
Oh, I agree 100%. As, as big as Okeechobee is, it's probably one of the smallest fishing places I've ever seen. Mm. Where they're like, the leader, you'll have some guys on top of each other in some spots, but there are some areas of the lake you could have all to yourself and no, never see another boat for, you know, the duration of the tournament. Yeah. Um, what would be the difference? How much do you gain in knowledge from the damage that you did there, you know, back uh, in the open in 2019? Is there anything that that helps you with, or is it uh, is it something where you try to throw all of that information away and just start like it's a new lake? No, I mean, you kind of got to pay attention to that. It, it was about the same time of the year and the weather and the lake levels. You know, lake levels are more important than anything mm-hmm. on that lake. You know, if they drop it down, then, you know, your fish are going to abandon the bank really quick leave the cypress trees and bushes but if the lake's up like it is now that stuff could play you know um like i believe there's fish on toledo bend that's never seen a bait wow you know? it's so big you know they spawn on the main lake they spawn in the creeks you got fish that live in creeks you know but i mean it's a very unique place now in that deal you had 30 pounds in two days so you were averaging 15 pounds a day that would be 45 pounds to get uh, you through saturday I, I get the feeling that 45 pounds is not going to make a Saturday, not going to make the, the championship Sunday cut. Um, what kind of a number do you have in mind? What do you think it takes? Is this a, is this a uh, 75 to 80 pound deal to win or more than 80 pounds? What are you thinking? It's uh, it, depending on the weather. I think Toledo could get up there around a hundred pound mark. Wow. You know, it's fishing okay. good. The lake's healthy right now. There's a lot of big fish in it. The grass is coming back. Um, you know, I definitely could see it you know, getting up there. But if not, I think it's take somewhere around 85 to 90. So you've had great success at Sam, uh, Sam Rayburn as well. I think you were ninth there in, in 2020 in a, uh, a Bassmaster Open there. Do you, uh, is there any similarity between the two lakes? I mean, if you go there and, and, and kind of shake things down a little bit, do you, do you learn anything from Rayburn uh, or is it just a totally different fishery, even though they're kind of near each other? No, I do feel like them East Texas lakes, you know, Sam Rayburn, Toledo Bend, they do set up similar. The fish will kind of get on the same stuff offshore. You know, they'll get up on the same stuff up on the bank. You know, they kind of, I think Rayburn's a little more ahead than Toledo on like the spawn-wise. So you can kind of get a good idea of, of what's going on. They do fish pretty similar. You know, you'll see a lot of the local Texas guys that dominate on Rayburn. They'll do really good on Toledo as well, you know, because they fish pretty similar. Logan Latuso with us here. His uh, his father, Robbie Latuso, fished on the Elite Series uh, as well. You know, we were talking about Scott Martin coming up, and, and of course, he is the son of the great Roland Martin. In in your case, how much how much uh, help do you get from dad? I mean, you know, in terms of coaching you up and and uh, you know sharing experience with you about what it's like to be out there on the elites and and so on. How 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 helpful has he been to you? Oh, he's been extremely helpful. I mean, you know, he's the one that brought me fishing and got me into it, you know, and he showed me every step of the way and watching him fish the elites and, you know, hearing all about it and what to expect. And he really prepared me a lot for it for, you know, when I was able to make it. Yeah. And you made it, uh, you know, off of that, uh, that final event at Sam Rayburn in 2022, when you finished second up there. So you make it to the elites and then, um, you know, first tournament of the year last year was at Okeechobee as well. And, uh, and, and all you do is bang out 81 pounds and four ounces, finish fourth. You must've thought, Oh, this is pretty easy. This is no big deal doing this, uh, this elite thing. I can, I can hang with these guys. It was definitely a high. It felt good, but uh, the next week was a big uh, wake-up call. <laughs> the, next, the next, see, that's good. That's that's good humility by you. Yes, okay, ninety-eight. Yeah. The next week, it was a crash and burn at Seminole, and it didn't get any better at Lake Murray. Um, you yeah. know, you know, and, and so you struggle for a few events, but then you start making all the cuts and making checks, which uh, seemed really good by the time you got the Lay Lake and and the Sabine there, which of course uh, Toledo Bend is part of the Sabine River system. Um, you know, you you got yourself straightened out. How much did it rock your confidence when you had the tough tournaments, and then you came come rocking back and and start making Saturday cuts? You know, it feels really good. You know, them bad ones hurt, but you know to come back and start making cuts, especially when we went up north and, you know, never been up there, you know, that, that, that felt really good. You know, uh, learned a lot fishing it last year, you know, just mainly got to avoid them bombs, do anything in your power to avoid them. And, you know, the year will be totally different. 
Got to like the way it starts, right? Toledo Bend and then go over to Lake Fork uh, and, and fish for those giants over there. Uh, it's got, it's, a, it's kind of a nice start to the season. Not too far a drive for you. Oh, yeah. Two shallow water, you know, could be shallow water fisheries, two big bass factories. It's, hope to get off to a good start. You one of the guys that turns off your electronics in the shallow, just stop pinging, uh, you know, especially this time of year when there's going to be a lot of spawning fish probably? Yeah, I am. You know, I try to be as quiet, you know, as quiet as I can and just pick it apart and hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, Logan Latuso has been our guest. Logan, we appreciate you, man. Uh, good luck. I got a feeling that a lot of people will have you on their fantasy teams. If they don't, after this interview, they should uh, as you get ready for the Gamagatsu Bassmaster Elite at Toledo Bend. Logan, I appreciate you, man. Yep. Thank you, Tom. All right. Thank you. That's Logan Latuso. Keep an eye on that kid. Gets off to a quick start. We'll see what happens. Just keep an eye on him. All right, we're going to get a quick break in here. When we come back, the Rapala Winners Circle, and we are going to do that with, of course, Scott Martin, who got the win at Okeechobee in stunning fashion. That's next on Phoenix Post Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. The Bassmaster Elite Series is coming back to Toledo Bend Reservoir in Manny, Louisiana this February. Catch the pros at the live weigh-in shows on February 22nd through the 25th. While you're here, enjoy the free Bass on the Bend Festival and the Bassmaster Expo that Saturday and Sunday. Be at the Gamakatsu Bassmaster Elite Event February 22nd through the 25th at Cypress Bend Park in Manny, Louisiana. For more details, see ToledoBendLakeCountry.com slash Bassmaster Elite or visit Bassmaster.com. Get more out of your BASS membership. The new members-only section of Bassmaster.com gives exclusive how-to tips from the world's best bass anglers, tournament video archives from past decades, an historic library of features from Bassmaster Magazine, and members-only brand discounts to save you money. Already a member? Current members get all this by logging in at Bassmaster.com membership. Not a member? Don't miss out. Scan the QR code and join today. And we'll even throw in some free gifts. This is your boy Seth Fighter, and I'm going to give you my picks for the Rapala Fantasy Fishing. That's kind of where my classic. picks are going, guys who are good little egg time. Got a lot of experience. Uh, I think he led a day or two last year. Post-spawn fish that are a little bit finicky. They've been, you know, hit pretty hard through the storm. They wanted to feed up. But in bucket A, there was one name that jumped out on that list. Me! There's so much to do, see, and experience in Henderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell. Boating, fishing, hike and bike the nearby trails. Experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's visitanderson.com. Tom Abraham here for my friends at North Alabama Mortgage. Did you know that average home equity is at an all-time high? But so is average consumer debt. Even though rates are higher now, you can use your equity to pay off your high consumer debt, student loans, etc. Then refi when the rates drop. Don't put off that new home purchase. When rates drop, prices will go up. Buy now and get the best price and then refi when the rates drop. This is the time to talk to the experts at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com for more information. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And now, time for the Rabble Winner Circle uh, with, with, with a guy. Well, we tried to get him last week, but he's so busy. He's so incredibly busy. But what a stunning victory it was. Uh, not, that, not stunning in the fact that Scott Martin won at Lake Okeechobee in the St. Croix Bassmaster Open there. But the fashion in which he did it, I mean, just absolutely blowing away the field with a weight that would have won last year's elite event, and that was a four-day event. He had over 90 pounds, and it's absolutely, I do the math, that's 30 pounders, 30 pound bags per day is what he averaged, and, and he got it done. And uh, and he joins us now in the VMC Hook. Scott, welcome back to the show, and congratulations, man. That, that, that was awesome. Oh, thank, thank you so much. I appreciate that. It was a really special week, man. I tell you, I, I, I still can't believe it happened. I, I have, I've just cleared off the spot on my trophy shelf here. <laughs> and uh, what I realized when I was cleaning off my trophy shelf is that it had a lot of dust. 
It's been a minute. Been a minute. It's been Absolutely a minute. been a minute. For, so, yeah. so it felt good to it felt good to clean them up and and get them all organized and and get them up there. But it was uh, it was a it was a very special week. The lake was good to me, and um, you know it was just I don't know it was just one of those one of those moments that uh, in fishing that I'll I'll never I'll never forget. Obviously for for a lot of reasons. You know, your dad, Roland Martin, was my first hero in, in bass fishing. I became a lifetime member in 1981, used to fish out of the old. My folks have lived in southwest Florida uh, since 1978, and I, I used to fish out of the old marina location and so on. And yeah. that picture of your dad and you holding up those fish and then knowing that your mom yeah. is right out there out front, your wife, of course, the kids and everything, yeah. uh, everybody except for Hillary, I guess, who's in Tuscaloosa, Roll Tide. Um but it wrote <laughs> that, but, uh, but what a picture that was to, to see, uh, the old man up there with you and, you know, holding up that incredible stringer, uh, for that final day win. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was just such a blessing. I, I feel so unbelievably grateful and, and, and humble and, and just appreciative over this. You know, it's been a long journey, uh, for me to try to win one of these Bassmaster events over the years. You know, it, you know, I told the story, um, on stage and I've told it a couple other times, but you know, that dream, my dream started in 1991 when I stood in that same parking lot and I watched my dad hoist up a Bassmaster Florida Invitational first place trophy over mm-hmm. his head. And as he was standing on stage, he gave me some credit because I'd practiced with him a few days and <laughs> helped him out a bunch of different things. And he gave me some credit on that. And I felt like I was part of that victory. It really, really did. It's the first time I'd ever felt part of one of his victories. And so I, in my mind and in my heart, I said, you know, I want to, I want to hold a trophy up over my head one day. Yeah. Stand on a Bassmaster stage. And the really amazing thing is that that was in Clewiston, Florida, in our parking lot at Rollmart Marina. Bass has not come back to Clewiston, Florida for 33 years until this last week. Wow. That's the first time Bassmaster has been back in that same parking lot. And I stood in that same parking lot on that same stage, holding up that same trophy, looking out in the crowd at my mom with my dad standing beside me. It was a really awesome full circle moment. It was just I just couldn't even uh, scripted it any better, you know. Um, so super special for me, obviously. It's my first Bassmaster win. It's an open, uh, but but most importantly, j- the fashion and where it was and all the things above it really just make it one of my biggest wins, probably. I, I, and I gotta say, and this is not a shameless plug. I'm just gonna say it as it is. Um, I stayed in the condominiums with one of my sponsors. Actually, I stayed in a condominium there, a two bedroom condo yeah. that was amazing. I mean, it really was. It was really oh, the good. perfect scenario right there at the at the marina we ate every yeah. single night right there you know um at the yeah. restaurant uh, you know the open air restaurant even though it was a little chilly we ate every night we tried a different thing on a menu every single night it was great food <laughs> and, and i thought i thought the facility really performed well i mean being able to tie up on the long dock i know you guys with the elite went out of okeechobee last year but this year this year here you know going out of clueston i thought the whole facility performed fantastic I appreciate it. Well, my sister, myself, my wife, all of you know, the family affair, Raymond, mm-hmm. our manager, we've been here 40 years. So it's, uh, you know, we've had a lot of tournaments come through our, our facility. So I appreciate that. We, we, we try hard, you know, we're passionate about the sport and, and, and having people enjoy the outdoors down here on Lake Okeechobee. So I appreciate you coming. Yeah, no, it was good stuff. I've been going there for years. And uh, all right, so let's get this out of the way. Scott Martin with us. Let's get this out of the way because it was mentioned during the during the telecast. I watched it when I got back home here to Tennessee. You were unwrapped. Your boat was unwrapped. I know you got some new sponsors and things like that. Uh, the insinuation was is that you were unwrapped because you were being deceptive. You don't want anybody to follow Scott Martin yeah. around the lake. <laughs> is that true? Did you pull a stunt or was it just a no. matter of you just were un- you weren't you hadn't been wrapped yet? It just hadn't been wrapped yet. We actually sent it off. <laughs> like a few days after that i just got it back my truck's at the wrap shop now there you so go. we uh we, we we ran out of time on the wrap but it did work to my advantage for sure <laughs> you know uh and then when i realized when i realized i was gonna be fishing in a crowd you know for the tournament i i went and i went in what i call ninja mode yeah and ninja mode is where i put my my face gear on i didn't have a jersey on that day i had it in the boat didn't have it on and i just did everything i could to make sure nobody knew who who was that masked man over there so <laughs> You know, I told my partner, I said, listen, my co-anger, I said, I'm a, if I catch a big fish, I said, I don't need any screaming or yelling or I'm not going to, I mean, I'll be real quiet. <laughs> so I would just catch them, you know, looking over, I don't want them thinking like, oh man, well, he just caught another big one. So I was trying to be discreet, but 
I tell you what, it's hard to be discreet when the nine pounder hits the top of the water after it's jumped. You didn't go for numbers; you just went for quality fish, and that's what you were able to yeah. find. It was different than everybody else what they were doing in that area. Yeah, that really paid off well. You know, I, my, my biggest thing is I knew the potential in the area. I fished in there a bunch, you know, over the years, and you know, uh, I knew the potential was there, and I knew that these fish getting all this pressure. If I needed to, first of all, I needed to find an area that I could kind of, I didn't need to try to fish the whole thing. I needed to find a couple zones, small zones, where I could really, really, you know, make it, make it work, milk that area, really mm-hmm. kind of get a good position in there. And um, in practice, I'd found two zones that I thought, you know, if I could get here, I would like, I would like that. And so day one, I was about 165, I think, going up the lake. And when I turned the corner there, I looked out across the water, and it looked like a it looked like another blast off from a tournament, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got in there, I noticed that it just so happens, just a really great thing is that my little zone that I did want to fish was pretty open. There wasn't there wasn't really a boat in my little exactly where my waypoint was. So I kind of got in there, and of course, you know, I'm throwing bigger bigger baits. I knew the chatter baits and the moving baits weren't going to be a big player on real calm conditions and all that pressure. Um, but it was shocking. I, I mean, I didn't think there'd be 80 boats. I thought there'd be, I thought there'd be 50 is mm-hmm. what I kind of in my mind had figured, but you know, 80 is almost twice what that, I mean, it was like another level, uh, of boats in that zone. But, you know, for me, I was doing, doing a pretty simple approach, a little bit bigger baits. I caught, you know, throughout the tournament, I caught a lot of key fish on a bandito bug. I caught a lot of fish on a full size, uh, paddle tail worm. Mm-hmm. And I also caught some on a big magnum finesse worm and um you know texas rigged the whole way no wacky rig thing no cinco's none of that because you're right you will catch a lot of fish doing that and you will catch a big one occasionally but you're really gonna trigger the small ones more throwing the wacky stuff so i didn't get as many bites but when i did you know obviously there was a little bit better grade of fish and uh, the other thing that was real important for me believe it or not uh and, I, and i've been using it a ton is bait pop you know it's a fish yeah scent. It, it actually it helps my sonar. It helps me see my bait on my sonar. So at times I could see where my lure was. Uh, not all the time. You know, everybody can say, oh, you're live scoping these fish. Well, yes, I live scoped some of the fish. Uh, and yes, I did see some of them swimming around on the live scope. But the majority of the fish that I caught were just randomly casting in the same zone over and over and over again where I, there was a clump of grass, uh, a clean spot. I saw some fish on the grass kind of randomly go through there, you know, you couldn't see them that good, you know. It's a, you know, as good as the as good as the perspective is. You can't see every single thing. Those sure. fish really, really hide, kind of blend in with the stuff. So, I would see movement. I would see activity in certain areas, and I keep casting, and um, you know, and then I would catch those fish. But but the bait pop was a big deal for me because I was soaking that bait a ton. So, you know, I'm in my mind, I'm envisioning sight fishing, and I'm envisioning that I'm catching a fish off a of bed. So I'm having to fish it like like a fish is looking at it. Yep. And uh, you know it made a difference for me for sure. Straight braid on two of the rods, twenty pound fluorocarbon on the others. So it wasn't that they were shy. Obviously, you yeah. just you needed to really trigger those bigger bites and leave the males alone. Like I didn't want to catch a bunch. If you if you were there, so you saw this. Most everyone, most everyone stayed in their own little zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like very few people went the whole thing. Like right. most people had a little 100-yard stretch, and they kind of went around in there real slow. And then everybody did that. Well, if you sit there with a wacky worm and you catch 20 little pound-and-a-half, two-pound males that, that need to be down there doing their thing to right. bring the females in, you're just disrupting the whole cycle. That's a great point. Does that makes sense. That so, makes absolutely yeah, so I, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I didn't. I wasn't sticking all these small – so probably where you were, everybody was catching two-pounders and sticking them in their live well. And then, so if there's a bed down there, there's a female about to move on it because there's a warming trend. Now the now the female is not going to move on that bed because there's nobody there, or or they've called the fish an hour later and it's all freaked out and beat up and weird and and it's just you know it it I didn't I didn't fool with that and so I got really fortunate by not catching those males, you know, yeah. not saying I, you know, if I got a bite, I set the hook, but majority of the fish were. Be- Above average fish. Yeah, no doubt about it. Scott Martin, our guest. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back and wrap it up with Scott Martin. This is the Wrap of the Winter Circle. This is Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network.
Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action, the DT series, the Brat Square Bells, and the Shad Wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinner baits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com and start catching more fish. Welcome to Minnow King. How can I help you? Everything looks good. I'm friggin' starving, man. Been spawning all morning. Ugh, TMI, bro. What do you want? I'll take a Crush City Freeloader and Gizzard Shad. Anything to drink? Water. Pull ahead, please. Welcome to Minnow King. We're gonna have what he's having. Yeah, throw me in a Ned BLT, too. Pull ahead, please. Calm down, quit feeding so much. Hey, man, I'm trying to, man, if you, if you, if you overfeed him, he's going to hide under a log. Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Gerald Swindle, had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. And right now we have a tremendous deal for you. The new Meta Series Rods and Inception G2 reels are available at 13fishing.com and for a limited time you can get 20% off your entire order by using the discount code BASSRADIO20. That's BASSRADIO20 only at 13fishing.com. The Bassmaster Elite Series is coming back to Toledo Bend Reservoir in Manny, Louisiana this February. Catch the pros at the live weigh-in shows on February 22nd through the 25th. While you're here, enjoy the free Bass on the Bend Festival and the Bassmaster Expo that Saturday and Sunday. Be at the Gamakatsu Bassmaster Elite Event February 22nd through the 25th at Cypress Bend Park in Manny, Louisiana. For more details, see ToledoBendLakeCountry.com slash Bassmaster Elite or visit Bassmaster.com. Tom Abraham here for my friends at North Alabama Mortgage. Did you know that average home equity is at an all-time high? But so is average consumer debt. Even though rates are higher now, you can use your equity to pay off your high consumer debt, student loans, etc. Then refi when the rates drop. Don't put off that new home purchase. When rates drop, prices will go up. Buy now and get the best price and then refi when the rates drop. This is the time to talk to the experts at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com for more information. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. Yeah, welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. We are visiting with Scott Martin, who got the victory in the first tournament of the year, the first St. Croix Bassmaster Open of the year. He'll be fishing all three of the Division One, which we like to call the Southern Divisions, and uh, that will put him in the Bassmaster Classic, the 2025 Bassmaster Classic. And uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were the first guy out of the 2024, and you're the first guy in the 2025. Yeah. And I got to tell you, you know, I mentioned Lester. You know, he did this two years ago where he won uh, an Open before the Elite season started, and he fished free and easy, ended up second in the Angler of the Year. He said it was an amazing yeah. feeling knowing that that part of the year was out of the way. And I've been telling everybody right. that'll listen, watch out for Scott Martin now because he ain't worried about nothing but winning tournaments. <laughs> well, that definitely will take a little stress off him. There's many, many times we sit around and add up points and try to figure out what we need to catch to be this place or, you know, all that good stuff. So, you know, hey, also, here's another nice thing to think about. It. I think minimum minimum payout just making the classics like, Ten grand, yeah. So you know, top of the fifty grand you won there. Grand. Yeah, well, yeah, right, yeah. 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 Just, just an automatic. So that was good. So, but um, but no, what a blessing. Yeah, first out this year, which stinks. Um, you know, this year was, you know, I, I actually, I actually don't think this year was that bad. To be honest with you, I had some really, I had two really bad tournaments mm-hmm. that that. Boy, I just had, didn't expect it. You know, it was just kind of like what just happened. One was at Houston where I literally came in with two fish for a pound 14 ounces the first day, and there was no making it up after that. So, and the other one was at, at Lay Lake uh, was a bad one. So those two tournaments hurt me. And then, of course, I'm first guy out of the Classic. So, you know, I guess if somebody gets a stomach ache or oversleeps, maybe they call never me. Know. I don't know. I'm going to show up to the Classic. I'll have my rods ready, I guess. Yeah. You never know. By the way, those rods, too, new rods, uh, you know, with a new sponsor would lose. And, and that can be 
that can be kind of weird, can it? I mean, uh, you know, fishing your first yeah, event. I know you be. fished, obviously broke them in and fished them and got used to them and so on. But that's a little bit weird, too, when you've got a sponsor change and you're kind of getting used to new gear. Yeah, so for me, I thought about that. I was like, man, I'm a little worried. But it was the complete opposite. Like, when I put them in my – I don't know, man. I love – I mean, and everybody's listening right now. Oh, he's just saying that. I'm just telling you right now, those are unbelievable – actions the reels are amazing so i actually it was the other way around i i instantly felt better you know and more confident and more accurate and i've just i'm really excited about uh, believe it or not having good sticks or good rods um that feel good that cast well you're not fighting backlashes all that stuff that's a big deal yeah that's a real big deal so uh, i'm liking it and here's the thing with loose they have so many different rods and so many different actions, meaning there's like there's like four seven fours, there's like four or five seven threes. Mm-hmm. So I can fine tune my action to the exact conditions that I'm fishing instead of just saying, here's my seven three and I make it work for all these things. Now I can say, I like this seven three for this, this and this, and this seven three for these other things. And having that perfect action, the perfect you're gonna land more fish, you're gonna make better casts. You're going to just, it's just a better deal. Uh, Scott Martin with us here. I've watched the first 20 minutes or so of your, your YouTube video manifesting victory. Uh, if you, if you don't know folks, Scott Martin is a very popular YouTube show as well as his, uh, his, his regular TV show, as well as his tournament action. But this kind of takes you behind the scenes, pulls the curtain back on everything that's going on. The guy's waking up in the morning and doing whatever they're doing. But I know you're a confident guy. But you kind of called yeah. your shot in this thing. I mean, I was watching from day one of practice, and it seemed like you you you, you had figured out that you were going to win this tournament. You, how confident were you going in? It was. I really wasn't. I bet. But when I watched the video, I understand what you're saying. It, it was just kind of like I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to. You know, I went. To, I went into a certain spot in my heart and in my brain and in my confidence where I just was very focused and dialed in on my thoughts and my decisions were very good, obviously. And, um, you, you can't just get out of bed. I mean, I can't, I don't know if I can recreate that, but it was just one of those. It was just, it was just magical. It really was like, I saw the lake so clearly. Um, I, I, I understood exactly what cycle they were in to a T like I just felt very in tune with the lake and when when that happens you can make good decisions and that's really what it boiled down to um but but yeah I watched that video and I'm like that's kind of that's kind of crazy so you know that's why we titled it manifesting victory because I didn't I really wasn't I really wasn't trying to like say those things and make it sound that way but it just I think when you when you say it, you believe it, you achieve it, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly right uh, about that. Now, I had, as I told you before we uh, started the show, I had, uh, I've lived around this lake now for 40 years uh, on and off. My family still lives down there, and um, I fished it first as a 20-year-old. was the first time I saw it. It was one of those, that, that oh, Lake Okeechobee. you got to fish Lake Okeechobee, and, yeah. and, uh, and so I had done it. Uh, I've seen a lot of changes over the years. I mean, that's one of the things about this lake is that, I mean, you can go back and we've seen it dry up. We've seen it be flooded. We've seen them, you know, uh, grasses here, grasses there. And, you know, it it, it changes so much. I have never seen it, though, look the way it looks now. And you had the 90 pounds, those weights. There were some other, you know, big bags, but those weights kind of went down in a hurry. It doesn't necessarily mean that the lake is as healthy as it should be or as it could be. And I know you're very involved with the anglers for Lake Okeechobee. And just talk about that because it seems like whatever they're doing, and I'm not going to blame it on the Caloosahatchee River on the west side. I think it's more to folks on the east coast maybe that are having a problem with water coming out of yeah. there. But something's not right uh, with the lake. And, and just what can people do to, to help uh, save this great fishery? Yeah, so I appreciate it. Yeah, so we started myself, my wife, uh, Raymond, and a bunch of other concerned fishermen. We all started this organization called Anglers for Lake Okeechobee, AFLO. And we're fighting every day for this lake. Uh, you know, to, to simply put it is this. You have a natural lake. Okay, that's a very important fact. It's a natural lake. It's a God-made lake. It's not a man-made lake. It's a natural lake that used to be regulated at a natural water level. 
And when you regulate a natural lake at a natural water level, natural things happen, like grass grows and the healthy water and spawning cycles and different things. But now, because of the influx of water from hurricanes and mismanagement of knowing what to do with some of the extra water that run off from the Kissimmee River, et cetera, and some political pressure from the coast to not discharge water as much, they've decided now to hold water in the lake at a higher unnatural level. And when you hold the water at an unnatural level in a natural lake, you disrupt the natural cycle, i.e. the vegetation and the habitat. And the lake is, is dwindling fast. It's still a big lake, and there's still lots of places to fish. So as people are listening to this, it's not to scare people away. There's plenty of fishing to be to be had. Could you imagine, Tom, fishing this lake when there's not a tournament going on at Harney Pond? How many big ones you would catch? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so the fishing's fantastic. There's still six or seven places around the lake that, that harbor some fantastic fishing. But if we don't do something about it, we're going to lose it. Yeah. We're going to lose a spot or two a year, an area two a year, because we cannot withstand an unnatural water level in a natural lake. Uh, our vegetation is down. We used to have 50,000 acres of submerged vegetation like peppergrass, hydrilla, eelgrass, yeah. et cetera. We have none right now. Yeah, and that's what makes crazy. the water clean and clear. And that's what, you know, you have to have clean, clear water for the fish to spawn. You have to have clean, clear water for the, for the habitat to grow uh, like the grass. And, and we're, we're just not getting that. So here's what people can do. If you're listening to this and you say, man, that's really bad. Uh, we need help. And here's what we need. We don't need money. We're not, you know, I talked to somebody the other day. Uh, this person is, is a billionaire. And they were asking about the lake. I don't, I don't need your money. We don't need your money. We need support is what we need. We need anybody that's listening to this to jump over to AFLOW, our page, Anchors for Lake Okeechobee, on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow and be part of the conversation. If you've ever fished this lake and you've ever heard stories about this lake and you love the outdoors and conservation and this, then be part of the conversation because the more that we show the state of Florida and the U.S. government, Army Corps of Engineers and South Florida Army Water Management, this lake is special. The more we have to keep saying that because I can't do it on my own. I can beat the drum as loud as I can, but it's it's it, it, I, but I need people to back me up. I mean, we need an army, and we can't let them take this lake from us because again, this is a natural, God-made lake. Uh, no one has the right to destroy it. Just because they don't have a good plan to put water and what to do with water doesn't mean that they can destroy this lake. That's a great point. Uh, just check that out. The anglers for Lake Okeechobee will get you there. A-Flow is the site, and there's a lot of good information on the site. I'm looking at it right now. Good stuff. Now, before we go, let's take one more look at the Omnia Fishing app, where it shows at Toledo Bend the lake temperature up in the creeks is a lot higher than it is out in the main lake, about 52 degrees in the main lake. 55 degrees as you get up the creeks. Now, don't forget the Omnia Fishing Pro membership allows anglers to see current conditions and info on thousands of lakes through the Pro Map layers, plus receive shopping perks like free shipping and 10% off on tackle purchases every day. Just go to omniafishing.com forward slash bass to save 20%. That's omniafishing.com forward slash bass. That's going to do it for today's show. So until next time, keep those lines tight and that's heavy. I'm Tom Abraham, and this has been Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio and the Bassmaster Radio Network.